Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fists podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And we are back in the United States of America, Brooklyn, New York, coming back from three events in Fight Island. I am exhausted. As am I. Uh, we've been missing for the past couple weeks. As you guys know, if you listened to the last podcast, we got in touch with the UFC's media team and we got sent over to Fight Island for an amazing experience. Uh, we learned a lot and we learned that you are not allowed to bring equipment into Abu Dhabi and you can't buy anything over there. So if you missed us, friends, it's all good. We're back, back in Brooklyn. Shout out to Billy Alexander. Thanks for picking us up from the airport. Um, we looked a hot mess, but it's all good. And it was an awesome experience. Totally. I wish we were there for this weekend, but we'll get to, we'll get to that fight later. Just a reminder, this is episode 2T. T is for tap out. Tapping out is a signal to your opponent and the referee that had this combative exchange occurred in a non-sport environment, you would have suffered catastrophic physical damage, even death. Tap out is also a brand that was started in the early days of <laughs> MMA by three best friends in a super DIY setting. If you look in the octagon, there's usually an RIP Charles Mask Lewis above one of the exits that are in his honor because he tragically died young in a car accident. Get out. Yeah. So next time you watch a fight, watch it. Keep an eye out for it. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been around for a while. This weekend. Okay, cool. All right. We've done a bunch of traveling and there's been a bunch of events and we're super behind. So we got a lot going on. So babe, hit us with a quick recap. All right. Rewind back to July 11th. That was the first event on Fight Island UFC 251. Kamara Usman held Masvidal against the cage for five dang rounds and retained his belt. Way to go, Usman. Max Holloway, eek! Um, We think the world thinks he beat Alexander Volkanovsky in their rematch, but the judges gave it to Alex. Not Alex's fault, so way to go, champ. Two champs retaining their belts. Next, my boy Piotr Jan beat. Jose Aldo, holla, and now we're hoping Piotr Jan will move on to fight Aljo Sterling, and that is going to be super problematic for me to pick a winner. Uh, Rose, who we were always rooting for, beat Andrade in a split decision. A lot of people wanted that fight to go five rounds because it was so awesome. And last but not least, Amanda Ribas beat Paige Van Zandt, and unfortunately, after that recap... Billy Dean lost all three of his bets that night. Let me take this opportunity to say thank you to my mother for not listening to this podcast because she found out that my brother was still gambling and lost three uh, fights in a row. He, uh, she would be pretty upset. Well, we just have to say I'm a liar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was UFC 251. I'm going to recap UFC Fight Island 1. That was on the Wednesday. Uh, there were some great moments for a Wednesday. Uh, we watched as much as we could at Fight Island, but it just got insane. Like, the fight started at 3 in the morning, and by 7 in the morning, we were just exhausted. So I just said I'd watch everything uh, on replay in our room the next day. Uh, Calvin Cater soundly beat D- uh, Danny Ige, though both guys were, like, clearly headliner material. I think it was a, a, a first five-rounder for both, so great job by two of you guys. Uh, Tim Elliott edged out Ryan Benoit in a close and exciting uh, uh, match. It was just super, super tight. In the last round, Tim Elliott dislocated two fingers, fought one-handed for a few <laughs> minutes, and then popped them back into place and continued fighting and arguably won that round. 
Uh, Jimmy Rivera had a crazy week and won a solid decision. More on him later. Uh, Modestus, Modestus, the Baltic gladiator, gladiator Bukowskis, beat my Greek brother Andreas Michalidis from Athens. Uh, at the end of the round, uh, Bukowskis was elbowing Michalidis during a failed takedown attempt. The bell rang and Michalidis tried to lean against the cage. He was clearly out of it and he wasn't really there. But in a super sad moment, and since holding hands with fists is uh, really good at pointing out uh, upsetting material, uh, they opened up the cage door so everybody who can run in in between rounds uh, could do that. He tried to put his back against that part of the cage, and they freaking opened up the door, and he fell out of the octagon. And uh, can't not one fucking person give him a hand and just, like, pause for one second? But Ridiculous. yeah, that's what happens to my Greek people. But we got to move on because while we're home, fights are still occurring on Fight Island. So there's UFC. Oh, oh my gosh. We never then reviewed Fight Night 2. We have Fight Night 3 and Fight Night 4, four? <laughs> coming up on Fight Island. Um, there were earlier fights. They were awesome. They will be awesome. Let's hit them up in the top five, babe. Top five. Babe, hit us up. All right. Number one is our boy from Long Island, Jared Gordon. I think we spoke about him before. Maybe not. Brief recap. He... um, was like super into drugs. He's been arrested. He somehow found God and also a great girlfriend. And he um, got signed with the US UFC. But this guy, he cannot catch a break. He's got to go to church, get blessed. But he, he's got God in his corner and, and actually no one else because all of his coaches tested positive for the coronavirus. So he was going to have no one in his corner. This guy, two weeks prior to this fight, found out his girlfriend, who was 10 weeks pregnant, suffered a miscarriage. Right after that occurred, she found out she also now has the coronavirus. Everyone in Jared Gordon's gym had the coronavirus. He somehow um, quarantined himself soon enough to not get the coronavirus. So he's dealing with all this shit. He gets to Fight Island, but he still doesn't have a corner. Our main man, fighter, also commentator, Paul Felder, who was commentating that night, stepped up and helped uh, corner Garrett Jordan, Jared Gordon. That was nice. That was really good. Oh, so good. Um, And he won. Way to go. Way to go. Jared Gordon, you definitely deserve that. Also, shout out to Gary Tonin, who like kind of trained I knew you had to bring him up. Man, I fucking love my boy <laughs> Gary Tonin, dude. We're kind of teammates, even though I'm like the on the junior, junior, junior varsity. Um, but he helped out too. But it was pretty awesome to see Paul Felder with his shirt and tie run to the back, get changed, put on a hoodie, and corner him in between rounds. And then you were listening to something uh, during this week where we found out that like he, J- Jared Gordon was trying to find out if he could even give himself water in between rounds if he didn't have anybody for his corner. And that the rules explicitly say that you're not allowed to give yourself water. Because in you cannot rounds. leave the octagon. Yeah. How 
interesting. And now I feel bad, but there was another, a third coach who was there for other fighters. He stepped up and also um, went in Jared Gordon's corner. MMA, holding hands and throwing fists. Love it. Fights and love. That's it. Uh, I'm going to go with number two in the top five. Jack Shore is amazing. He fought, uh, we found out about him through the bash, right? Yes, uh, he, formerly known as Eurobash. Eurobash. Uh, he's from Wales, so we've been uh, keeping an eye on him for a little while. And I just think I haven't seen a person fight that dominant in, in a while. He really puts his opponents in dilemmas with constant wrestling pressure. Uh, and it was just super great to see. I, I don't know. I, I've, I, we watched so many fights, but I watched this particular fight on Fight Island, and I was like, wow, this dude has is locked in. Um, he's undefeated. He's 13-0 with 12 finishes. So I just want to say Jack Short. Also, awesome name. So if you're listening to this right now, uh, put it in your mental notes since we talk about the same like 11 people over and over again. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring him up again for sure. Yeah, speaking of bringing up the same person, number three. Babe. Speaking of <laughs> number three is from this Saturday night. Hopefully, you follow us on Instagram and saw some of these images. But our like shout out fight from this Saturday night was Jack Hermanson. He beat Kelvin Gastelum. Honestly, we were rooting for both um, both good guys. But in my heart of hearts, I was rooting for Jack Hermanson. I was super excited. He did win. I don't know. Kelvin is just, he's been off since Izzy beat him. And like, it was just like, that was a war. I did not like that fight. But I liked it because like they were both doing really well. Anyway, um, Jack Hermanson was super excited to win. He was smiling through the fight. He was smiling walking out. He was smiling during the interview. He is just so happy. And I hope this really does put him in title contention. Jack Hermanson also has one of the best accents in MMA. That Norwegian kind of thing going on. Yeah, but he's Norwegian, but then he trained somewhere else because MMA was illegal in Norway. Uh-huh. So he like picked up this like hybrid accent. I really love it. It's pretty cool. Also, I just want to say uh, another, uh, this is a new segment. It just says, George's fuck you MMA Twitter. Everyone's talking all this shit about Calvin Gastel and left to right about how terrible he looked and all this stuff. That's bullshit. Jack Hermanson got him with a heel hook. And if you don't train heel hooks on the regular, man, it's just a different game. It's a different game, and you're so much above everybody else if you, if you train it and you go for it. And Hermanson looked really good going for it. So kudos to him. Kelvin Gastelum's still a killer. And if you think that Kelvin Gastelum's washed up, you go fight him then, motherfucker. I'm talking about you. Man, I'm I really I'm gonna call that guy out, but I don't want to. It's the same one. It's, yeah, well, him and I a mean, couple obviously other guys. there yeah. are others. There's so many people. Fuck you all. <laughs> no, number four on the top five. I'm just really excited. This is just an announcement, and you know that we talk about the same guys over and over again usually, and women. Uh, but Sugar Sean O'Malley just got announced that he's gonna fight Marlon Cheeto Vera. These guys are in the 135-pound weight class, right? I think 135 or 145. Both super exciting fighters. Both guys on the ascent, although I think Marlon Vera just uh, recently lost a really close split decision. Uh, But they're both, like, gaining popularity. I love this fight for Sean O'Malley. It's not going to be too much of something that's out of his league, uh, like this neighbor of ours who decides to cut wood at, like, uh, one forty in the afternoon. What's the matter with these people? Don't you I know mean, one forty is like podcast time. 
Um, so <laughs> that's it. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Martin Marlon Cheeto Vera. It's going to happen in August, and we're going to talk about it then too. But I'm super excited. You might remember him because his last loss was to Song Yudong, and I was definitely rooting for Song Yudong. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> How could you not? All right, gosh, I do. I feel like I've been talking more this podcast and normally George takes the lead but I'm taking this I'm taking this number five god damn it babe do it this Saturday we have Whitaker versus Till it is another UFC on Fight Island what's wonderful which I don't think we mentioned before is that Fight Island's fights start super early so the prelims on ESPN start ESPN start at five and the main card starts at 8. It is just freaking glorious. It's uh, Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Both super exciting. Real quick, because we haven't discussed this yet. Who do you want to win that? Oof. It's really hard. It's really hard for Would me. You, because they're both good guys? I think, uh, yeah, I guess because they're both good guys. Except it, Till's not! It, Till's not really <laughs> the best guy. But he is funny, and he has a great uh, personality on um, social media. He's hilarious. Uh, man, It's re- I want Darren Till to win because I want to ride the Darren Till hype train. But Robert Whitaker, like needs a win. He like, really, really needs a win. So I, I would, I'm going to say I want Robert Whitaker to win. Okay. Because he really needs it. I'm going to go with Darren Till then. Okay, cool. Fuck Australia. Yeah. Um, also on this card, other big names. Carla Esparza. We spoke about her b- before. Brazilian Cowboy. Alexander Gustafson. I always have to slow down saying his name. Um, but that is not really our number five. Our number five are all the fighters coming from Cage Warriors, which is like super exciting. So you better watch, friends. Nicholas Dalby. We want him to win. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, we want him to win. Sadly, he lost his first UFC fight. Also, sadly, he has a stupid mustache, but we still want him to win. Um, Jay Herbert, another Cage Warriors guy, we want him to win. And last but not least, babe, I'm going to throw him to you. Reese McKee. Reese McKee. This is a guy that we've been uh, following because of Eurobash. (laughs) (laughs) But he is an ultimate good guy. Uh, he should have had another fight with Cage Warriors and could have been on uh, UFC Dublin, but, you know, the Corones just messed everything up. Uh, and then there was this viral video that you could uh, find on the Holy Hands and Throwing Fist Instagram and Twitter that we retweeted and reposted. And it's basically uh, the main promoter of Cage Warriors, the Dana White of Cage Warriors, uh, on a video chat with Reese McKee and saying, hey, what do you think about Masvidal stepping in on six days notice to fight Usman? And Reese McKee goes, I love it. I would do the same thing given the chance. He goes, that's what real fighters do. And he goes, then pack your bags because you just got signed to the UFC and you have six days to fight your uh, debut fight. And Oh my gosh, it was so emotional. Yeah. He was emotional, but like also confuzzled because like, wait, the what? <laughs> yeah, are you playing or whatever? There's so many different things and like you got to get ready oh immediately. Gosh. Immediately, you have no time. We know? are so, so. excited. So, please, we ask you every podcast to watch the fights. Watch these fights. I said please. Please. Maybe I didn't say please before. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So this is a big step up. Um, Guys and girls, and for any puppies who listen to us, like Athena. Right. um, Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. I run the Twitter because I talk more shit. 
And she runs the Instagram because she makes it look pretty. When I feel like it. Yeah, kind of. It's <laughs> called Holding Hands and Throwing Fists on all social media. And hit us up with your questions. Have fun. Watch the fights. And uh, enjoy July. Because, you know, we still got a bunch of time in July left. All right, I'm taking it then. This episode goes out to the summer. Yeah. 